Mike, turn your games down. Hi, Rick Miller. Top 10 episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Everton. Who is exploring random castles with me tonight? It's the president of the Koji Igarashi fan club, Karusetta, Carrie Chandler. Karusetta on Twitch and YouTube and all the other places. <laughs> and Michael Colby from uh, This Bizarre Adventure and Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. Welcome. So I had, so I was scrolling on Discord. Apparently, I had decided this episode in March of 2023, and it is now end of August 2023, and I'm finally doing it. <laughs> That's yeah. the way of the way of my world. Apparently, I, so, I, I think we I think we bullied you into it during the Shadow Complex episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what did it. But we are here to talk about top ten Metroidvania. Doesn't mean you're the best. It just means. Well, in some of the cases, there will be the best, depending on what our number, but it's also our favorites, just games that we liked, and that's why they're here. So we're just going to kind of go around and just start from 10 and work our way down. So I I have realized when I was making those, I have not played enough Metrovanias in my life at all. 100% have not played enough. And So, <laughs> so I, I was going to say, before we were t- talking, Colby and I play tons of Metrovanias. Yep. So we ended up making three different top 10 lists, and I was saying we could pick... I would say, do you want to do our top 10 overall for the actual thing? And at the end, yeah. we could just run through. And these are my top 10. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, of our at other the end, list. we'll do honorable mention. All right, cool. We'll do that. Sounds good. Because okay. I want to hear I want to hear all three of Colby's lists. So. I do, too. Because I need more <laughs> games to put on my phone. Hold, hold on. I got to open the ceremonial podcasting beer. <laughs> We're ready to roll. I'm, I'm going to get my, uh, my top five list of just Castlevanias and Metroids. So... <laughs> Okay. Let me go last here. Well, I would this. just read to 10 okay. first. Read, read my number 10, then we just kind of go from there. Yes, we'll go. We'll all do 10, I'll do 9, I'll do 8. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then I, well, my first 10, my first one is a game that I, I played for the show a long time ago with Aliens Infestation for Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. That came out in 2011. I mean, it, it doesn't have the leveling stuff up that I've liked, but it's a very unique game, I felt, when I played it at the time. And it's also a game set in the Alien universe, something you don't get a lot of. At least, not good games either. But, <laughs> so, yeah, no leveling, but it's a it, it was a really fun game that stuck with me in the way that you get other players is, I guess, you, you, you rescue people who are being caught by the aliens and they become your other players, but if they die, they're dead, I guess. It's been a while since I played it. Was on the show, but yeah, that's my number ten. Yeah, I've uh, I've never seen that. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it's, that. It's okay. I I played it with safe states. I don't know how it would be to play it legit, but it's a, it's a cool Metrovania. All right, so we're we're counting down from ten. So I'm yeah. next. Okay, my number ten is going to cause controversy in the Discord. My number <laughs> ten, is, but it shouldn't. My number ten is Metroid Prime, which uh, I, I mean. Yeah, I think Metroidvanias can be 3D. There's not very many, yeah. but they exist. We got out the platforming. We got the backtracking. We got the ability locking, ability gate locking. You know, we've got the abilities at the beginning where you start with everything and then lose it. Uh, I love Metroid Prime. <laughs> I got Metroid Prime. So I got a GameCube at launch. Not at launch. I got it a couple of months after launch when I, I was in college when it came out. And for the first year that I had a GameCube, all I had pretty much was Smash Brothers Melee and Tony Hawk 4. And then Metroid Prime came out, and that became my third GameCube game. For and uh, I played the hell out of it, and but I didn't get very far in it because I wasn't completely Metro, uh, Metroidvania pilled back then the way I am now. <laughs> so I came back to it many years later, like 2018, and instead I, I emulated the Wii version on PC 
with mouse and keyboard controls. And, and I played it like that. And I played through most of it that way. I liked it a lot. And then I came back to it again just last year and played it that same setup only with an Xbox controller. And that game sings. It feels like it was, it feels like a brand new game that was made this year on an Xbox controller. And I'm sure the the Switch remake feels similarly. So I love Metroid Prime, the storytelling, you know, environmental, environmental storytelling, you know, the, the, it's so beautiful. It looks beautiful now. Like it's a 2002 video game. It looks beautiful in 2023 to me um, all with the proper, you know, setup and everything. And, and yeah, and just, you know, it's great. I love it. I love and that design that, you know, various suit design in there is one of my favorite designs of, of any of the suits. It's damn cool. Yeah. The gravity suit looks awesome in it. Just everything. It looks so cool. So that's me. And it's, and it's fun and it's easy. It's, it, you know, as Metroid, as Metroidvanias go, I think it's probably the easiest Metroid game because it's 3d. So they really like dumb down the combat a lot. Um, and some and of the puzzles was, are a little annoying though, but yeah. And it was also built for that terrible, terrible GameCube controller. So if you play it with a real <laughs> controller, it's like, yeah, you can just breeze through that thing. I, yeah. And I want to be off. clear. I think that the Wii version, but with the modifications of not using a Wiimote is the best way to play it because, and probably the remake is that way too. Cause the original doesn't really have twin stick aiming and all that. So you have to like hold down buttons to aim and stuff yeah. and, and being able to just use it, like play it like a twin stick shooter makes it way better. So I, I put that caveat that the version that I like is modded, but is, I think the, I think the remake for the, uh, for the switch is basically the same control scheme as the modded version. I'm pretty I'm certain. In fact, I'm, I know. I know you can switch to okay. that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain. Like 99 percent sure. So yeah. If yeah. if if it wasn't forty dollars for the one game, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend that. Yeah. Hey, look at the. Price I, I think it's also widescreen. The remaster. The re- yeah. and and I and I and uh, I'm pretty sure the Wii version is widescreen also. I was bummed no. that it was only forty dollars for the. I mean, like when they when they told me it was just the one, I'm like, had you been all three, you would have sold me at sixty. But for I one, probably absolutely. I probably would have rebought it. I said the same thing. If it would have been 60 for the three, sign me up. I'll have two. But $40 for one, not worth it. And I kept the, calling it a remake. It's a remaster with a few new features. But yeah, I think none, of the, none of the primes are good enough to pay $40 for now. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I mean, I think they, they could, they are, if you don't have them is the thing. If you don't have it, then yeah, go for it. Right. But it's like, I or own, the way to play I own the GameCube version. And I own the Wii version. I bought the Wii version for nine dollars at GameStop <laughs> when it when it was old enough to be nine dollars, but not old enough to be like a hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> yep. whatever it is now. Because it is yep. a coll- it is super, and I've still got it. I got it in a drawer in there, in in, in right behind me. But I bought it for nine bucks at GameStop, and then never played it. Never played the Wii version on my game on my Wii. Actually, well, I have but like once. But <laughs> all right. Anyway, I know I talked a lot. I'm sorry, but Metroid Prime <laughs> is my number ten. And Kobe. All right. My number 10 is actually pretty new. It's Carrion. Oh, Oh, they're so good, man. There is something magical about that game. It's like it could have gone terribly, but instead it's like a perfect. It's so much fun. And like, it's just challenging enough so that it's not like you're blowing through it, but it also gives you that sense of power of being like a big, like mutated creature thing. It also has, it's, it has wonderful endings. It's, it, it's just like, if you're looking for something that's just fun 
and you you want to play in maybe two or three sittings, man, you can't beat Carrion. I think Carrion is fucking spectacular. Top right. top yeah, notch so good. Metroidvania. And I own it's it so too, apparently. It's what's, so good. <laughs> was it what's his name? Cronenberg involved in making it too in some in some way? Hmm. I think I think he was. Uh, I have yeah, no I, idea. But. It's crazy because like a year, <laughs> a year and a half before Carry On Carry On was um announced, I had this idea for making a Metroidvania where you're a little blob of cells that crawls around and eats people and gains <laughs> abilities. And I wrote this like four page game like design document of these are what the powers were like. I started designing the levels and stuff. And then Carrion was announced. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what to say. We just had the same exact, I mean, parallel. I yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That happens. I see. It's only like four hours to beat. Okay. That I, I don't know how that I, I played it for like eight hours and didn't beat it. So I don't know, but. Oh yeah. I, I think it took me six, but I'm also uh one of those that my first playthrough, I'm like exploring every corner of every map that I get into. Yeah. Same. I, I, Maybe I didn't play it eight hours. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can believe that, but I don't do that. It was on Game Pass, but they took it off. Yes, it was on Game Pass. That's what that's where I played it the first time. And then I ended up buying it because I liked it so much. Nice. Okay. And that brings me to number nine. My number nine, I'm assuming neither of you have played. It is Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Oh, I have, or I have that. DS. I have that. Yeah, I played it. Oh, yeah, I forgot you have played that. Yeah, I so I mean, that's a game that I didn't even know existed and is barely on YouTube, but it's a Metroidvania where you run through a city and fight bosses and and get different Spider-Man, just like the rain, the main, the, you know, the 360 game. And it's a lot of fun. It's a really good Metroidvania. I mean, there's, there's no RPG elements again, which to me hurts it. But I had a great time. Maybe there's some I can't remember. It's been, I haven't played it in a year, but I remember really, really enjoying it. I beat it in one day on Christmas Eve. I played it all day and beat it. Yeah, I was. You know what? I played it. I played the PSP version is what I played. And I don't know if that's the same or not. I didn't play very much of it. I played like maybe 30 minutes of it. I didn't I, even know that was a thing. I didn't like the 360 version, so I wouldn't have even given a, a DS version or a PSP version a second look. But now that I know that it's like a different thing, it's like a yep. good Metroidvania. It's a straight up Metroidvania that I actually almost went for 100% oh, nice. when I was playing it. That you know, I've got it on that R4 card of mine. I need to check it out it's... and see if it's different from the PSP one. The PSP I can't one even find felt... the PSP one while I'm Googling. Oh, well, maybe well, maybe I was thinking of no. I, I'm sure it was Shattered Dimensions. Well, maybe I'm but thinking, no. It's no, I'm thinking of Web. Of, you get I'm thinking Spider-Man of Spider-Man 2099 Noir. I mean, they can only be used in certain areas. Like each area yeah. kind of broken up of this of this of this map where you can play as each character. But no, it's a really good game. I mean, it's it's something that most people don't even know it exists. Yeah, I didn't know it existed, and yeah. I'm I'm a Metroidvania guy. So that, yeah, that's that's quite yeah, hidden. That's I, quite a hidden gem. I think I 100 percented it, too, which is not. I mean, anyone listening to the show, that's not me. So I, I want to correct myself. I was thinking of Web of Shadows. That's the PSP. One okay. I played. And it was and I was like, oh, man, that, that didn't seem like a Metroidvania, but I only played it like 30 minutes because that sucked. Mm. <laughs> that Web was Shadows. It, the 360 Web of Shadows is my favorite Spider-Man game. Good game. Yeah. So the PSP one is like maximum carnage for the super nintendo it's similar gameplay to that i felt like at least what i what i played of it anyway yeah and it was but it was like zoomed out really far and i was just like this is i don't like Mm. this the only bad thing about this game is it has a stupid touchscreen gimmick when you go through portals where you have to like tap 
Mysterio hands to stop them from grabbing you. I mean, I did it with a mouse and a mouse, and I was fine. But it is stupid. It's it's just it's of that era. Uh, yeah, I know. But the game is worth it anyway. <laughs> you just yeah, it's especially if you have a hack 3ds or like have a like a card to put all your DS games on. Be perfect for that. Hey, I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna not feel bad because this game will never be re released. So hey. oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out as soon as I finish the game I'm currently playing on my DS. I'll check that out. It's fun. I beat it. I mean, I was. It was a Christmas Eve. I remember that. I I was sitting there and I just played with the entire game in like five off, off and on. Nice. I, was doing I love another little five hour Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's prime amount of time for a Metroidvania. And Carrie, what about you? Well, speaking of stupid touchscreen gimmicks, my number nine is Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, which listeners by now could have uh, heard the episode on. Um, I adore that game. I think it's awesome. The, what puts it low is this low down on my list uh, is the touchscreen gimmicks, which you can mod out of it very easily. So definitely uh, suggest buying a or not buying. Don't buy it because it's they're not selling anymore. Download it for free. <laughs> Download a, a patch ROM that doesn't require you to draw on the screen. Uh, it's a great game. Um, it's basically Aria of Sorrow, but more. Um, it's a little too easy. And it's <laughs> as I said, like yeah, unless you play my, unless you play on hard mode like Michael, but um, it's 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 a little too easy, maybe it's a little too long at the same time, maybe. And uh, but you know, other than that, I really have no complaints about it. It's it's a great game. And then once you beat it, you've got Julius mode, which is probably my like second favorite classic Vania game after Rondo of Blood. Uh, and it's uh, and and then the it's fun of randomizers too. It's a it's a hard. There's so much stuff going on in it that makes it a very hard randomizer to, to play. So I'm a big fan, big fan. Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. Yep. Okay. You'll see you'll see that one on my top ten Castlevanias and Metroids, but not on this one. <laughs> yeah. Kobe, what is your number eight? Did we oh, number do... nine, nine? Nine. Yeah. Okay. My number nine is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Ooh, um, that low? Ooh. Yeah. Say, that's on my list, but way higher. Mine <laughs> well, too. see, my thing is I'm more of a Metroid guy so it yeah it sort of gets bumped down for being so castlevania it's it's uh, igarashi right i'm saying that right Mm -hmm. yeah okay Um, yeah like his kickstarter which i kickstarted and then uh that was at the same time that uh that that terrible mega man mighty number nine mighty Mighty number nine nine. that came out more like, like it that came out before ritual or before bloodstained and i was like mm-hmm. i was like oh no oh no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is bloodstained right. gonna be like this but it wasn't it's a great it's a great castlevania game fantastic protagonist maybe too many skills that you have to with like the yeah with like projectiles and magic and swords and uh, like but but it never feels like overwhelming. It it felt like maybe a little bit too much thrown at the wall, but never more than you can handle. But it's it's a fantastic game. Uh, my number nine Metroidvania. And yeah, that, uh, it's just it's just right where you want it as far as it, it beat out most Castlevania games, honestly. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I, I, I that's such a good game. And, and yeah, it's it's got a really cool stuff. Little Easter eggs like. The uh, voice actor for um, Zengetsu in it is the voice actor <laughs> of Alucard and Symphony of the Night. Yep. Um, and, oh, I didn't know David Hayter did both. 
Oh, is it David? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I getting? Oh, no, no, up? you're right. No, Zang Zang David Hader. Yes, Gonzaga is David Hader. Oh, then who am I thinking of? The Al- I thought Alucard's voice actor is in it. I, I think he somewhere. plays the librarian. Oh, that's it. Yes, he's the librarian. Yes, yeah. you're right. He's um, the librarian. You're right. Zangetsu is David H- Hader. Yes, Zangetsu. And they, and they also have a a really cool hidden fight against like Saifa and Trevor and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Grant. Grant. Yep. At, like Grant Dynasty. Yep. Yep. Sort of like <laughs> hidden underneath the castle. And when yes. I when I found that, I was like. This rules. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's such a good callback. I, I love yeah. it. It's it's and you said it was a, like you said it's a Kickstarter, and it just kept it had so many stretch goals, and it just kept hitting the stretch goals. Yeah. So they just added more and more stuff to it. And of course, <laughs> I didn't kickstart it. I came to it. I played it for free on Game Pass, hundred percent of it. Played yeah. through it again and again, and then bought it on PC. Then bought it on PS5 just so I could <laughs> play it on my PS5. Yeah. I think maybe I got it for free on PS5. I uh, come to think of it, but it, and yeah. it is on PlayStation Pl- Plus Extra. If oh, it is yeah. okay. That's why yeah. I have it. Yeah, and I played it on there. Played Aurora. It's got all these extra modes. It's got Aurora mode. It's yep. got a built-in randomizer. It's got a boss rush. The Aurora mode playing is Aurora so from good. Child of Light. It's yeah. got it's it yeah. it has a mode where you play as uh, what's her name Bl- like Bloody Mary whatever yes, the, yeah. the, blo- the the blood I can't remember her vampire name woman yeah she's so basically. F- freaking cool like yes. that mode oh is i think my favorite of it all is, these like extra really cool. modes zangetsu mode is really cool yep like right richter yeah it's yeah, it's, it's all it's mode all good and and those uh like 8-bit style games that came out are also both fantastic yeah curse of the moon curse of the moon too yeah, yeah curse of the, oh yeah that was the curse of the moon was one of the stretch goals and that's a great classic vania that's probably like mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You know, I need to third, play it one day. If that counted as a Castlevania game, it'd be like my third favorite non-Metroidvania yep. Castlevania game. For sure. Game. For sure. Or maybe my second. Actually, probably be yeah, my second favorite. Yeah. All right. It's really good. And that'll bring us to number eight. My number eight, eh, which people are going to be, you're going to be surprised is this low, is Super Metroid. What? I don't like Super Metroid as ah! much as other games. I, yeah. I played it a couple times for this show. Played it twice for the show. I still enjoy it. But it is not my favorite. It's not even my favorite Metroid game, by the way. No, not mine either. What? <laughs> I, yeah. So it's my number eight. I mean, it's a good game. It's, a, it's an amazing game. It's a great game. It just wasn't. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't. I, I also like my Vanias. I like my Metroidvanias more when I can level up. And again, I can't. But it's it's so that's you why like, all these you like more. Of, you like more Ega, less. Metroid. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's why these are all kind of at the bottom. <laughs> okay. If you notice, also the comment, they don't have. I like being a level up because. I get lost a lot, and at least if I get lost, I'll kill things, and then I'll level up, so I'll feel like I accomplished something versus Super Metroid, where I literally had to look up a watch a video at one point to figure out what to do. So I never forgave it, I guess. I I understand. You know, I think the first time I ever played Super Metroid, first time I played Super Metroid, I was uh, about 10 years old, and I played it at a a Super Nintendo kiosk at the Target in the next town over, because the wealthier town nearby us had a Target when I was a kid. And so I, I played Super Metroid there. I thought it was a lot of fun, played about 10 minutes. But then when I played it again for real, when I bought it in high school, I got stuck at uh, the when you have to run because the game never tells you how to run. You just have to pause. You have to pause the game. Either you have to happen to be holding down the button and moving at the same time to figure it out. Or you have to press pause and then press the R button and then see that you have a run ability and that it's mapped to the 
B button or whatever it's mapped. I think it's the B button. Yeah, no, that, I didn't like that either. I'm pretty sure uh, I happened to me too. Yeah, and I got stuck there, and I didn't get come back until years, years later, like as an adult. But I didn't meet it till the first episode of this podcast. Yeah, almost five years ago. Episode wow. one. Terrible episode. The yes. first game your mom found. Yes. <laughs> and Carrie, what is your number eight? All right, so number eight. Um, so I put, I, I did, I said Guacamole, and I put one and two because uh, I didn't want to. Because if I put Guacamole one and then Guacamole two, then that'd be two spots on the list for one fran- for this for two games that are of a franchise, but they're like very much their own thing. Like they're this kind of the same idea. It just continued. So yeah, Guacamole one and two. I love the Guacamole. I love Guacamole. I love the story of it. I love the culture. I, I am I am Mexican, but I wasn't raised in Mexican culture. So kind of like as an adult, been kind of learning more about it. And I I love like the celebration of Mexican culture in it. It's over the top and fun luchador stuff. It's unique. I've never played a Metroidvania where your weapons are your fist and your elbows and your knees and your feet, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And even like the unlocks, and you know, instead of a, you know, instead of like a, you know, to break blocks that are above you, you have to learn like a an up a flying uppercut, like a shuriken thing, and you have like a shoulder slam to break through other blocks, and and then later when you can turn into a chicken. Which I don't remember if that was if that was in both of them or just in one and two. And then you've got the thing where you're flashing back and forth between uh, light world, you know, light the world of the living, the world of the dead. Yeah, very very light world, dark world, and uh, you know, a, a game that I did didn't make it on my overall list. Ender Lilies uh, or not Ender Lilies, Record of Lotus War, Delit Delit and Wonder Wonder Labyrinth has that same mechanic of flipping between colors to go to different, you know, to be able to pass through different barriers and stuff. And I'm, you know, kind of the Ikaruga, you know, uh, radiant silver gun thing, you know, mm-hmm. I love that in games, like having to quickly flip between two or a, a friend of mine has a game at monochrome heights. That's that way. But yeah. So yeah, uh, I love guacamole, everything about it. It's, you know, it's, it's very easy to beat. It's hard to hundred percent, but I force myself to hundred percent, basically every Metrovania I play if I can. So I did both of them one and two, but it's a uh, very difficult a lot of fun. And then the suit, I have the super, super ultra tournament edition, or I think it's what it's called. And that, like one, that. that one has like all the DLC, uh, like just skins and stuff. And so can do some, yeah, that's, it's just a great game. Guacamelee. Yeah, one and I, two, or just one if I have to pick one. Yeah. I think the reason that that's not on my like list list, it's, it's a little bit lower down on my no Castlevanias and, and Metroids list, mm-hmm. but some of those some of those like challenges where you have to do like switch between the worlds and you you have to do like three different attacks because like things don't work on certain enemies like yeah that's the hard i think that's the hardest challenges that that gets frustratingly hard like yeah but those are mostly optional though most of them are mostly optional optional. (laughs) yeah there's a couple of them that aren't yeah. If they were all optional, top 10, no problem. But having to do those sometimes was like, all right, I I, I mean, I did it, but I didn't have fun while I was doing it. And for some reason, that's what I remember from that game more than anything. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, totally. It, 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 I mean, great, though. I, I, I love those character designs. Lucha Libre. Uh, I'm like a, a wrestling guy. Oh, yeah. And like watching those lucha watching those lucha libre matches like in the eight-sided octagon ring is so freaking fun i love that shit (laughs) yeah it's awesome 
I, I've been hearing people tell me I should play them one day. I'm going to have to. That's good. And I, I played I played them both on Game Pass. Well, I, I played them both on Game Pass, but also um, I got Guacamelee 1, the Ultimate Edition, for free on the Wii U when the Wii U uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, when Club Nintendo when Club Nintendo shut down they gave they just like multiplied everybody's points by 10 the original Club Nintendo when it shut down yeah they just multiplied everyone's that. points by 10 and so I had enough that I got Guacamelee for free and a few other games so on that great that's, system yeah that is an <laughs> awesome system for playing Metroidvanias actually that's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite yeah, Metroidvania yeah. systems cuz that gamepad is real good for it but then uh, I personally I, yeah I love the Wii U actually all right all right we're at eight, right? Yes. Yeah. Metroid Fusion. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, there's not much I'm going to say about most of these Metroid games because there's a lot of them on here. <laughs> and uh, they're all just like slightly worse versions of Super Metroid. Uh, some of them have things that are better, like. Totally. It, you know, Fusion has, and when we get to it, you know, I have no. I have no ability to be uh, like critical of Super Metroid at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I get you. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like these, like all of the, especially Game Boy Advance Metroids, are all just like off-brand versions of that, and that still makes it one of the best games I've ever played. I think Zero Mission is the weakest of them, but still a fan. Like, I yeah. mean, top ten Metroidvanias puts it in my probably top 25 games of all time okay. yeah see see in my in my metrovanias where you're only doing metroids and castlevanias zero mission is like my number eight and then the next metroid down from that would be like fusion number 11 but it's a close 11 like i i i love i love fusion it's my least favorite 2d metroid and yep. it still makes it one of my Same. favorite games yep yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> i don't like fusion at all because it's too difficult i i don't like it because it's too linear it's too linear is what it's I don't like. It's hard. Yeah. It has. It's probably the it's probably the hard. It's probably the hardest Metro game. That's uh, other than the original. I haven't played yeah. the original. The original is the, the original is a whole different beast. It, it's the original is hard because it's clunky, not because it's meant. Yes. Not, not it's not hard on purpose. Yeah. Uh, no. Fusion, fusion is hard on purpose. Fusion is hard on purpose, but it also does my favorite thing which is my soul. Like the reason I like the souls games is because despite the fact that they're hard, you're still learning and we'll get, when we get to my number three game, I'll talk about this a little bit more, but, but they're not like, it's not like cuphead. It's not like we have a lot of RNG on these bosses. You just have to learn how to do them. And when you learn how to do them, Mm You can blow through them. Like I can. Yeah, very much. Fusion no is hit. very much the Dark Souls of Metroid. That's yes, for sure. I, I yeah. can. I can zero hit Metroid Fusion or I could. I don't know if I still can. I probably can't. But like once you learn those bosses, you know how to do them. And I, I love that in video games. That's like my top thing in video games. Yeah. No, Fusion's Fusion's great. It's it's almost me. It just barely didn't make the cut on my list. Yeah. I remember being a good game. I just know that I had so much problems trying to play it and get through it and even with safe states. And so that's it. Yeah, it's not one I remember fondly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dark souls like fanatic. So I like hard games. So that isn't what I, I just don't like the linearity of it. I don't like, it is very, you linear, just keep though. getting shut off. You can't backtrack a lot of, you can, but there's certain parts where you just, you're stuck and you can't go back. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Um, that's my, that's yeah. my problem with two also. 
with uh, Return mm-hmm. of Samus and Samus Returns, uh, yeah. the remake of it. Both they of both have same that thing same didn't make my list. Yeah, both of them didn't make my list for that reason. Though yep. I put Returns above Fusion on my other list, but I forgot about that that game. I like that game. What Returns? Yeah, the, the, the remake. The yeah, remake. It, it, the remake. It made, it made really my good. it made my all Metroid Castlevania list, but it didn't make my overall. Oh wait, no, never mind. It's on my list. I just forgot it was on my list. Oh, <laughs> I love right. that game. So yeah, <laughs> fun. All right, number seven. My number seven is Castlevania: Area of Sorrow. Mine too. <laughs> wow. I haven't Whoa. played it. I played it for the show, but I remember really, really enjoying it. it. Is the best of the GBA games, and I did use Souls that time. I didn't play like an idiot, there and I go. just had a great time with that game. It, you know, it just for something with it, it just clicked for me, and it's a game that I still think of very fondly, and I want to play again. I mean, I oh, yeah. I bought the GBA collection of the Castlevanias on Steam because I'm like, one day I'm going to replay this, and it just it's just such a cool game, and you know, the mystery of you don't know who you're who what what the secret of your character is, and then having you know you're fighting a Belmont because you're fighting Julius off and on, like it's just such a good game. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's awesome. It's it's everything Donna Sorrow that I was saying, but more simplified. Yeah. Harder, a little harder, but not too hard. Shorter and yep. without the touchscreen bullshit. It's it's really <laughs> and and on a backlit screen, it's perfect. It played on a ba- game and it played on a system with a backlit screen, and it's it's a per- to me it's it's almost perfect game. Yeah. The souls are as over as overpowering because in Donna Sorrow, the, the amount of souls just overpowered me and made me play dumb. Yeah, and there's basically like one less cat is it is there one less category of souls in aria is it oh, is it all- no it's still three cannot it's, re- still, it's been a long time I don't it's still three anything. categories there's just less of them yeah yeah there's way less of them there's yeah. probably yes. two two yeah. thirds as many aria, aria of sorrow is just it's a it's an amazing game yeah yeah aria yeah. of sorrow is actually like considerably higher on my list than yeah it, it's it, it, it's it's near the top of my metroid castlevania list um i just okay. have a lot of non metroids and castlevanias on my list but if i on my metroid and castlevania only list it's very high i'm glad you guys uh, do. I I wish love aria of sorrow and on my castlevania list it's number two so i mean it's oh okay. it's, it's it's very it's one of my i love i love aria of sorrow so much yeah. I think on the uh, Donna Sorrow podcast, I started off saying I like Donna Sorrow more and then ended it by saying I like Aria more. And on my <laughs> Castlevania list, there are two and three. So Yeah, uh, um, Aria of Sorrow, definitely my second favorite Castlevania game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same. It's so good. Aria. And so that was my number. That's my number seven also. So we want to go straight to Colby then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number seven is uh, Zero Mission, is Metroid Zero Mission. <laughs> nice. It's a better version of one. And then it has a really fun stealth section i know a lot of people are torn on the stealth oh, I section. Love the stealth section i, I like the two love the I love stealth it. section and it's then great. when you get your when you get your suit back it's like oh yes this is what i want i want <laughs> samus to have her suit back and just like fuck these dudes up who, yes. who i've been sneaking around it's and then you do so you just massacre them oh my it's god great. What I, I thought you said you put. Fu- I thought I said. I thought earlier you put this below fusion. I was like, no, 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 no. no zero mission it. is right okay, above good. fusion. Yeah, because yeah, zero mission is like it. It took the original. If people don't know, it's just the original Metroid, but with a fresh coat of paint and a map and yep, an extra. And a, a map is a, the and, important and an thing. <laughs> the map is so important. So important. I never play through the original Metroid without getting butt ass lost, even though it's a pretty short game. Yeah, but and if he, you have a if you have a map, you can beat. You know, you can be zero mission. You can beat the Metroid one part of zero mission in like three hours yeah. easily. And they, they do have a ROM modded of the original Metroid that has a map on it. 
Oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah but yeah. there's no purpose to that because just play Zero Mission, and then you also get the kick-ass epilogue yes. that gave us the concept of Zero Suit Samus. By the way, yep, yep, it rules. Zero Mission why, is great. It's why she's called Zero Suit Samus, guys. It's not because she's wearing Zero Suit. It's because yep. it's the suit. She, <laughs> it's the suit she wears at the end of Zero Mission. Yep. And I have that amiibo too on the floor next to me. I, I have it right next to me. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that's awesome. It used to be on the shelf next to me, but somehow a paw knocks it down. I 3D printed a pretty cool statue of Samus where like half of her suit has been blown off. And so she has like the zero suit under it. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of all the porny zero suit fan art. <laughs> yeah. Though, but I do like her. I do like the concept of zero. So I think it's cool. I think I like how she still has like the little jump boots. And she has the gun, her little gun, little stun yep. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Every- zero missions. Zero missions. Awesome. Get a cool yep. Ridley fight at the end. Yeah. It, right. You refight Ridley in the epilogue, right? Am yes. I remembering correctly? Yeah. Fight yeah. Ridley and, everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And the, the remakes of, because I, I replay the original Metroid on a fairly regular basis. And those boss fights are really lame. Like, yeah, they're all yeah. really bad. The the uh, mother brain fight is terrible, mm-hmm. but but they do a really good job of of updating all of those boss fights in the yeah, mission. It's not just like a remaster. It's a full remake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So that's okay. my number seven. All right. Now go to my number six. Uh, and it is <laughs> speak of the devil. Metroid Two: return of Samus for 3DS. Cause I nice. I really love that it's, game. I actually, I, I, is it? It's I think it's Samus Returns. Is it? Let me right. Isn't the original Samus, Re- Samus yeah, Returns right. is the 3DS one? Yes. I'm yeah, it's the just cartoon. called Samus Returns, and then the, yep. the the Game Boy one is Metroid Two: The Return, Return of Samus. Samus. Okay, yeah. so I had it wrong. But <laughs> we'll say, Metroid Samus Returns. I really love this 3DS. Yeah, game. it's a great game. I I got a 3DS really late. I bought it off a guy. And I ended up picking that up for like cheap at some sale, Best Buy. And I was like, okay, you know, and I put it on the show. And I, when I played through it, I actually beat that game legit. And that final shit was Ridley as tough as hell. It is. And I was so proud of myself. But it's so cool because it, when you die in it, it just lets you go right back to the beginning of the fight. Yeah, it does it right. Back. It gives yeah, you it that, it right. that perfect. And I remember having the two amiibos next to me because the one would refill my weapons bar and the one would refill my <laughs> health bar one bar I mean, it didn't help a whole lot but it was enough to get me through that fight that those are some cool amiibos it's the, i mean that's zero, that's a big deal it is it's the uh it's like a various suit samus and then a uh, a metroid right a baby metroid i had i didn't have those i just had the zero suit samus and oh, those okay and those and that would the zero suit i think gave me the extra health tank i can't remember but i i really enjoyed that game i got i, I got most of the power-ups i didn't 100 percent it because i almost never do but i had a great time that that is a great game that that's another one that it's on my metroids only but not on my main list but yeah i love i love that game and it's actually you know how i'm how i'm famously i have to 100 percent every metroidvania that's the first <laughs> one i ever 100 percented in fact it might be the first game i ever 100 percented other than i don't know if you count getting all the endings in chrono trigger as 100 percenting but, I would, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, then other than Chrono Trigger, it's the first game I ever 100%ed too. So. I still haven't done that. I, I love that game. Yeah. But no, I yeah, it's it's fun. I, I did have to use a guide to get the last like 8%. But it has that cool thing that, that another game by that company does, where when you look at the map, each zone, it tells you what percentage you have on that zone, which is very useful for percentage hunters like myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was very friendly, and I like that. It is. And- it, I had it, a great time with it. It's great. I've I've never played more than maybe 
half an hour of Metroid Two for the Game Boy. But uh, Samus Returns, I I I hundred percented and I I, love I have it. never played the original Metroid for NES or the Game Boy One. And someday I got to do both of those for this podcast just the, because the, yeah. I the think Game they're Boy both one, on Switch. The Game Boy One is really easy if <laughs> if you're and not and not in the Ari of Sorrow or the Dawn of Sorrow, if you play it right, it's really easy. It's really easy because of the limitations of the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you can, blow, you can blow through uh, Metroid 2, and you shouldn't have too many problems. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm probably going to... I might do it next year, because I just I need to just wrap those up, because I don't really want to play the other Metroid games that are left on my list to play, so... Two, uh, it, the, the Game Boy 1 is actually really, like... For a Game Boy game, it's really good and really fun, and it's easy, and it looks great, and Metroid 1 will be the one that you are cursing, not oh, I'm two. sure. <laughs> play that past ROM with the, uh, with the map, with the I map. guess. If you're gonna I might have to do it. that, because that seems yeah. like the right way to play it. Yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely is, and I don't think that's... I, like, I, no. I wouldn't call um, no, I don't a care. map on a Metroid game cheating. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. They just hadn't thought about it because it was the first yes. one. And I don't think they could have put it in there anyway, because <laughs> for an NES game, that thing is huge. It's huge yeah. and it's varied. And it actually, it was originally, it, it premiered on the Famicom Disk System. Yes, It came di- out yep, the same yep. day the Famicom Disk System launched with Excitebike and Metroid. Yep. Or like the two games on the same day it came out, if I recall yeah. correctly. So to to put a map on on the NES cartridge... On a floppy disk, it would have <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. been impossible. It would have been a mess. But they can do it now. Yeah, well, they, okay. they could have done it a year later. Is the thing they could have, like, because because you know Zelda had a mess. Oh yeah, know? yeah. They could have put out, that chip came, thing And Zelda on came there. out like Zelda came out on the Famicom Disk System like six months after Metroid, I think. So yeah. they could have. They just weren't quite there. They hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, and I don't think it sold well enough for them to mm-hmm. like remaster it at it that take point. A long time for us to get more. Yeah, yeah. and that's. And, that's been my problem with Nintendo for a long time. Like <laughs> we do, we get these shit, like whatever Zelda games are, whatever uh, people love them. I don't think <laughs> I they're do. that great. It's my we favorite get, series, but we get, a, we get a lot of shitty, like Mario Karts and like <laughs> Mario parties, like stop it. Just make Metroid games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And Gary, what is your number six? Number six. All right. So I again, I combined two games that just blend together for me. Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So again, kind of cheating here, but the bottom four games on my list would have ended up being Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori, Will of the Wisps, and Guacamelee 1 and 2 if I didn't do that. So <laughs> yeah, I love Ori so much. It is, it's, I think after Walking Dead season one, it's the first video game, I guess the second video game that made me cry. Like it's um, okay. it's amazing, great environmental storytelling, but great like character without dialogue storytelling. There's just a tiny bit of narration, and otherwise it's just like a you know people making the like you know kind of noises and yeah. facial express, barely even facial expressions. And but it's just a beautiful, like absolutely gorgeous game. It's inventive. It's new. Like you don't like you don't like attack exactly. Instead, you like get like eventually you get like a passive like turret almost that kind of attacks you know auto attacks around you so it's it's way less about combat and way more about platforming and exploration and problem solving in one yeah in one 
Right. In two, in two, you definitely get an attack pretty early in that game. Right, that's true. Two, two is different, and 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 of the two, one is definitely my favorite. But I think they're both great games, and I I hundred percented both of them. Um, I did hundred percent without guide on these two, which was you know. So I I really love these games. Just the platforming is so much fun, and it does a really cool thing. Of there are some places where you have like like an auto scroller, where if you you know if you don't go fast enough, you die. And if that happens, it just starts you immediately back at the beginning of it. No loading your save, no going back to a save point, anything like that. It has a really cool thing where you can basically just create a little save point wherever you're at. That's nice. You know, you can just like lay down like it's not exact. It's, it's like a flash save, basically, I guess. It's like you use some of your you have energy, you know, kind of mana that you use for stuff. And you can use some of that to just like lay down a little flash save, basically. But then there's also save points that refill all your health and all that kind of stuff. So it's got both. It's and yeah, it has like really interesting platforming um, that just feels really natural and it looks like it's like paint like an oil painting and just yeah, beautiful and sad. We're like one of the main villains of the game. Just you realize they're just you're just it's misunder you're misunderstanding them. And then in the second game, they're like your surrogate's like stepdad or stepmom or whatever. And it's cool, you know? So, yeah, it's it's awesome. And even, uh-huh. like, one of the other big, big villains, I think, in the second game, you realize is, like, really, you're just, you know, it's nature, and you're just misunderstanding the situation. And everybody's misunderstanding each other. And I, I just love it. And it does all this without talking, without dialogue. Just do a little bit, of narr- little bit of narration, and that's it. It's Yeah, it's an amazing game. It's it's okay. And it's a good argument for the idea of, like, games as art, too, you know, because it's just so beautiful and it's they're they're definitely beautiful they're definitely fun games i think maybe the sadness stuff is a little heavy-handed for myself because it's just like especially in two it's like it just starts off and you're just depressed and i'm like the second one is brutal at the beginning it is brutally sad it's depressing at the beginning but it gets but then it has a happy ending it all it all resolves in a happy way for everybody so yeah that it, yeah. it, but just it, when you're starting that one, make sure you're ready to just be sad. And there's both of there's them, no both way of them. around it. <laughs> really early in the first one, especially like if you have kids, like you're just going to be like gutted. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's tough. But just know that it all works out and everybody has a happy ending. But, yep. So that's my number six. Ori. All right. Just the Ori series. And Kobe. All right. My number six is my last non-Metroid or Castlevania, and it's the oh. third one on, on my top ten list. And it's The Mummy Demastered. Ooh, um, yeah. We talked about this Love on, I think, Shadow Complex. Um, yes. It's and, and I replayed it after that, and I'm like, this really holds up. It's it, for, um, for a video game based off of a crappy Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> I know. Like, it yes. has no it has no references to that crappy movie except for like the main villain. But it's it's like it's like strangely tough, but in that souls way again. And it also does the souls thing where when you die, you have to go back and get, get your, stuff. your stuff from a zombie version from, of you. Yes. From yes. a zombie version of your last guy that so has you all to, your shit, like, has all your guns and stuff. Yep. And you have to fight him. And it, it's like so, so interesting and like, it's a really good game. It's nice and short. There's, I think five biomes in it. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not like a huge sprawling thing, 
but like everything that you do there is well done. Every time you get a new upgrade, every time you get a new gun, every time you get a new anything, it's like, oh, this changes everything. And yeah. it's it's just it's just a really fun game. And I don't know why I got it. I probably got it on sale because somebody told me that it was good and I found it cheap. But yeah, there's no reason that I would have played this if it would have just been like, oh, here's here's a movie. Here's a game based on this Tom Cruise movie that sucks. I got it because of Retronauts. Jeremy Parrish interviewed the developers, the the the, show, the game, the director. He interviewed the director of it. And that interview made me go, OK, I got to go buy this right now. <laughs> it's 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 really, really good. It's it's actually number six on my third party top 10 list over here. Okay. So, yeah, I love the movie. The Master is really fun. Um, I've never beaten it. Because the final boss is fucking ridiculous. That's what it's I like heard. Three too. phases. Yeah, I think I talked about it on the uh, Donasaro yeah. episode. Actually, it came up at some point. I know. I've heard or, or that. Either that or the Shadow Complex episode. I bitched about it. It's it's really great game, but I've never beaten it because that that final boss is so hard. And you have to do that whole boss run. Every time you die, you have to go back from the save room, cross yep. two other rooms, kill your zombie self, and then fight that three phase boss again. Yep, that would. I love me. it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's an awesome game it's so much fun yeah that's my jam bring bring on the pain i'll do it <laughs> yeah not for yeah me. it's another one that didn't make my overall but it made my my non-metroid castlevania one so okay and that'll bring us to number five and my number five is castlevania portrait of ruin so i remember loving this game i haven't pl- i played it six years ago i found out because i in facebook i posted a picture of me holding the car holding the case so <laughs> but I just remember really enjoying the game. It's something that I, I have thought about and I can't wait to re-experience it in a few more months. But I just remember having a great time. I played it and I beat it legit on a 3DS. It was one of the first 3DS games I bought. I, I think I went into a GameStop and just got lucky and it was just there in a case with the case. And I'm like, oh, I'll buy that. And getting to switch between Jonathan and Charlotte, you get to fight Richter Belmont in it because it's him reverse into curse from the belmonts and it's just such a good game and it's and it, most of it is kind of linear because you do have like you go in portraits that are the different worlds and it has all the different zones and i just i got a kick out of the game and i i it's probably my it is my second favorite castlevania wow so yeah that, that is uh, even, that's on, that yeah. one didn't even make my top 10 castlevania oh, and oh, metroids i know, <laughs> oh, I, know. <laughs> I, I and i haven't played it yet we discussed this on the donna sorrow podcast it's on my on my DS to-do list after Harmony of Harmony it is of on the schedule for you guys to join me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And end of January. So, yeah. So I will be playing six months away, but still. So I'll let you know in like a few months how, how I like it. <laughs> All right. And Carrie, what about you? Number five? Well, this will be quick. My number five is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So nice. <laughs> we've discussed already. Love the game. Um, I was going to, we didn't say anything bad about it. I would say one thing about it. That's not a big deal. The UI looks cheap as hell. It looks like it was programmed as like a student project that said, I, I don't care. The the game is awesome. So yeah. it doesn't, doesn't bother no. me. And, and your, your little companion guy, the, the guy who's in the basement of your home base is also very annoying. If we're, if we're nitpicking, <laughs> uh, which one, which one are you talking about? The blonde haired guy with the glasses who makes your food. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fine. It's whatever. It's <laughs> it's funny because I played that game first, which you should, right? But then Curse of the Moon, which is a like Castlevania three knockoff, basically. Yeah, um, 
is a prequel to it, and it actually gives you a lot of the backstory of the characters. And I feel like if you played Curse of the Moon first, it would actually make Ritual of the Night's story make a lot more sense. Or it would actually, it would it would help at least. But I yeah. guess, uh, because Curse of the Moon did, I guess, come out first, it came out as a, while they were still waiting for Ritual yeah. of the Night to come out, right? So yeah. it's a prequel-ish in that it was developed second, but it came out first. So I don't know if that's a prequel or not. But anyway, yeah, Ritual of the Night, awesome game. Yep. Okay. Like Castlevania times, it's just put, heard you like, Heard you like Aria of Sorrow, but we, so we put some Aria of Sorrow on your Aria of Sorrow. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And Kobe. My number five is Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. Okay. Um, that it's my, it's my favorite. Yeah, I haven't either. It's my favorite DS one. It has, I think, the best story, maybe of any Castlevania. You you play as like, I'm trying to think of the word, but like a witch who's sort of kicked out of her like group. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's very interesting. They, they it still has a like a spell drawing thing, but it's implemented a lot better than the other DS ones. And I, I just think I just think it's the coolest one. It it looks amazing, like the character design and everything, like the the level design and everything is just so so good. And it's also again brutally hard. It's so mm-hmm. so hard. <laughs> That's what I've heard. And that's uh, again, you, you make, if, if your video game makes me feel physical pain, I'm there for it. Like, that's what I want out of my video games. And this one does that. Okay. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't played it, so I can say it's, it's on my to do list directly under portrait of ruin. So yeah, yeah I'm probably going to have to after, cause I just, that's the only, that's the only Egovania game I've never played. So, oh, it's so, it's, I probably it's, should it's one so, day. So, so, so good. Right. So, so, so good. Brings us to number four. My number four is Metroid Zero Mission. It's my favorite Metroid game by far because it's easy, it's fast, <laughs> and it's super cool. So I loved it. it. I played it through. I I have recorded three podcasts about that game twice on this show and then once for someone else's show. I just love that game. It's so it, good. It's a great it game. It is all of those things, and it's also great. <laughs> yes, yeah. I agree. Totally. All right. And Carrie, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is Super Metroid, <laughs> my second favorite Metroid game and my fourth favorite Metroidvania. Yeah, uh, I love Super Metroid. Um, uh, like I said, did we have we already talked about Super Metroid? We did. Yes. Yeah. OK, well, I love it. No, we didn't talk. No one. It wasn't on anyone's list that we just talked it was about on mine, not my number eight. Oh, it was your number eight. Oh, OK, OK. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I love it. It's it's a great game. I play it a lot. I play randomizers of it. I play the Link to the Past Super Metroid combo randomizer. I've never managed to beat that one yet, but still understand. Yeah. So I love super, I, I play super Metroid multiple times a year, but it's a game that I never played for more than an hour to stretch until like seven or eight years ago. And then I just, yeah, it clicked. And I, <laughs> I just, I, I play it over and over and over again, over again, own it. I, I bought the Nintendo version. I bought the Nintendo classic version. I've got it on, on the switch. I played it on the switch, play it on my PSP, my Vita. Just love super Metroid. All right. So that's my number four. Okay. Kobe. My number four is Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, um, which we talked about. But on two I, of our lists now. Three, I, I, all three lists. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I Same said I said on the Dawn of Sorrow podcast episode that we did uh, that while I was playing Aria of Sorrow the last time that I played it, the thought crossed my mind, is this as good as Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is uh, about as high of praise as I could think as I could think of. It's not, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's, it's damn close. It's I, damn I think close. that 
I, I think Aria of Sorrow is like right where you want to be. I think take my personal preference of masochism out of it. <laughs> and I think Aria of Sorrow is like right where you want to be. If if I were if somebody if somebody was were words to say what if I want to start getting into Metroidvanias, what game should I play? I would point them at Aria of Sorrow. That would be the mm-hmm. one that I would tell people to play to to sort of get a baseline. Do you like these games? It would be Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, totally. For at least for the Egovania side of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's the first one that he. No, it's not. I was going to say it's the first one he directed. The first one he directed was um, Circle of the Moon, but I need to replay that. Yeah, I think I need to play Circle of the Moon again too because it's it's on. It might be eleven. I don't know if it made. Yeah, my... it, it's on. It's on my my. It's it's on my uh, Metroids and Castlevanias only list, but it didn't make my top ten. Played it on a phone and it was t- and it wasn't good, but that I was on a touch screen, so I yeah I got to play yeah. it again. On but it. yeah, Ari of Sorrow is a great game. Okay. Yeah, and that brings us to number three, and a game that I never thought I would play. It doesn't fit with the games that I love. <laughs> Hollow Knight is my number three. Very nice. This game was hard as hell, and I loved it. It came at the right time. It was a week where I wasn't super busy in my life and had a lot of downtime Well, just in between things. And I just played this game nonstop for like two weeks, put like over 30 hours into it. And I was going to go for everything I could until I got to the White Palace and the game just beat me down and said, fuck you, asshole. Then I beat the game normally and said, OK, we're done. I I, I gave up. But oh, it was such an experience to play through. And that game made me yeah. just want to break my maybe just want to slam my head against the wall a few times because there's some hard boss fights in that game. But first time I ever played that game, I hit the first not even boss, just a hard enemy and quit for a year. I was like, oh, this sucks. Lord. I was like 20 minutes in and I hated it. And then I, I came back to it. I don't know how I did about it. it later. Like, I don't know how the hell I put so much time. Yeah, Cause that no game. save states for you on that one either. You no, I beat that game straight up legit and you had to play it legit. That was not fun at times. Manus <laughs> boss was a hell. There were a few bosses. The Manus Lord gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, the broken vessel, I think gave me, there were a few near that yeah, really Mantis, made me. Mantis just... Lords are the Ornstein and Smo of hollow Knight. Yep. They're the, they're the skill check boss. It's like, there's nothing, no, no amount of grinding you could have done. No, not at that point. Up either. to this point, you just have to be good at this game to get further than this. And I, yeah. I did it. I probably took me over 20 tries. And also to the right of me, I have a Hollow Knight Perler art that my friend made for me after <laughs> I beat the game. I have a Hollow Knight Perler art that I made. I have a Hollow Knight and Hornet in my classroom, hanging up in my classroom. <laughs> but I have a Hollow Knight 3D printed Amiibo also Ooh, over to, cool. my, to my right. I, I, every, I have the same experience with Hollow Knight every time I start it. I've started it three times and I've given up on it three times. There's like an arc in the beginning where I'm like, oh, this is this is like too much. It, it, it's like too much. I'm trying. I, I can't. I don't know what the hell you is like getting your now. ass beat. So I'm yes, I, do. Yeah, I don't I don't it, know because you like you like Dark Souls and you like Egovania's. This yeah, is. It, it has nothing to do with how hard it is. It's just like so obtuse, like everything is so obtuse. And then it gets into a it gets into a groove where I'm like, Oh, all right. I get it. Like I see what's going on. I am going. And then there's a point where it's like, all right, this is too much of this. And then I go on to play something else just to break it up. And then when I go back, I don't have my hollow Knight legs. So it's like, Oh, this stop. is no fun again. So then I just stop. But, but it happened every time that I started it. Okay. It's, it's too a much game to, where you can't stop playing. 
Yeah, it's too much yeah. to not stop playing, but then when you do stop playing, it just kills you. So I, I've never beaten Hollow Knight, and I don't care to. I don't think I'm ever going to start it again. I get that. It. I just. Right. It is hard. That's for sure. I can't believe how high it is on my list and how much that game meant to me because woo, I do not like hard games. And yeah, and uh, and people lo- like I, I totally get why people love it. It's just too much. And again, it, it has nothing to do with the difficulty. Like. I don't mind banging my head against a boss or a hard enemy. It's just, it, it's so obtuse and, and it's everything. It's everything in that game is so, it, it, it's so like difficult to wrap your head around what's going on. And it, it just, if it was shorter, I would probably like it. I would probably love it. But the fact that it takes that long to do everything, it's, it's just out of my not comfort zone, but it's out of my enjoyment zone. Oh, I, yeah, do I, I don't think I don't think it's obtuse at all. I think there are a couple of maybe opaque side quests, but uh, <laughs> and it's it's definitely too long. But yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And Carrie, what is your number three? My favorite Metroid game, Metroid Dread. So uh, I love Metroid Dread. I thought there's no way I could ever like a Metroid game more than Super Metroid. And then Metroid Dread came along and it's got it's it's basically like they just made a just imp- I, it's sacrilege to say they made a better super metroid but i think they did i love metroid dread so much i forgot um, dread existed or it would have been on my list it, it's yeah i've i've hundred percented it twice and without guides either time um though i did have to look up how to do one or two of the shine spark puzzles because some of those shine spark puzzles are fucking ridiculous but then when you pull them off you feel like the most ultimate badass gamer that ever lived. The the boss fights are just hard enough to be super fun, but not hard enough to be frustrating or defeatist. It has good story. Samus speaks, but she doesn't say some stupid little like anime girl bullshit. She speaks mm-hmm. bird person language, mm-hmm. which you love hearing her speak some bird person. And, and uh, I love it. And also uh, <laughs> when like towards the end of the game spoiler towards the end of the game she's speaking to adam yes. in the form of like an ai and there's a point where he's just like you can't like he's sort of beating her down the whole game yes and he's telling her you're not strong you're enough not you're not shit. good enough you're Piece you're not going to be able to do this all game <laughs> and at one point she just smashes that console and just like fuck you adam and i'm like I'll yes do it my, fuck you i'll do it myself bitch <laughs> it's yes i so, love it it is the it so is so good, good. And the design, man, I've got like I'm sitting here with the I've got the Metroid Dread, Dread Amiibo set. The Emmys are amazing. The Emmy yep. is like one of my favorite enemies in a video game. Yeah, I love the Emmy fights. The last time I played this for this podcast, I got it to a, where I could like reliably like nine times out of ten parry the Emmy. Yep. Which makes you just feel again, feel like ultimate badass. I had one thing where an Emmy caught me eight times and I parried it eight times. <laughs> and I was like, I am I am I'm. That's it. That's it. Yeah, the Emmy ought to just quit at this point. But I, I've got the Amiibo. I love the the Dread suit. My The Dread Varia suit is one of my favorite designs in the series of all the different suits. It's probably like my second or third favorite suit Samus has ever had. Probably my second favorite after the the uh, Gravity suit from Prime. But uh, the, the, the Dread, Var- Dread, Dread Varia suit looks awesome. Um, I, think I, I think I painted it or something. I'm trying to remember, but... Oh no! I, I I painted a I painted a um, I painted a statue of it. I think I don't remember. I painted something okay. of it. No, I made a Gundam of it. That's what it was. Oh. I fucking bought a Gundam and painted it to look like in the color scheme 
of the dread various suit and it looks badass i'll i'll put a picture in the discord when i get a chance nice. it's right up there it's actually standing on my computer right there i've got a chozo statue holding a stylus next to in, in front of that's the emmy in front of that is the dread uh amiibo in front behind that is a is a smash brothers samus amiibo 3d printed one and the behind that is my dread various suit gundam that i made all together so yeah i know i love i love dread i could talk about dread all night but i have talked about dread all night on this podcast yes <laughs> so check it out so that's my, my number three my number three also metroid dread boom love uh, it <laughs> one of the best and and it when i was talking about uh the boss fights the last boss fight in metroid dread is one of the best examples of boss fights that are really hard until you learn them and then you can do them and it makes you feel like the the best game player that's ever played a game it does it does <laughs> it's it's so so good the the level design the just what the game looks like what they do for samus like i said made makes her a badass you know adam's talking shit the whole time and she just <laughs> like smashes that console with adam at the end and i was like it was one of my favorite video game moments of all time. When she smashes that Adam console, I was like, yes, fuck you, yes. Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The game, the game absolutely rules. Yeah. My second favorite Metroid game of all time. Okay. Now bring us to number two. This might surprise you guys that this is my number two, but Castlevania symphony of the night. <laughs> also my number two. <laughs> one of the best games ever made. In my opinion, absolutely. It's my third favorite. It's my third favorite video game. It's not Metroidvania. My third favorite video game. So yes, I actually didn't play it until Xbox Live. That was the first time I played this game. Wow, and I I loved it. I played it now, like beating it probably three or four times. The last time I played it was for this podcast episode 101. I got the Christian to drop on my first try, and that was that would be in the game. Then I was like, oh, this game is. It goes from like, oh, this is like there's challenge is gone. It's just now press X to win. Yeah, that it was the first the I have this game on so many platforms, Mm -hmm. phone, Xbox Live. I have the original PlayStation disc pretty much any time it came out. The PSP, the the Rondo of Blood, the the PS4 thing that came out. Yeah, I'll I'll buy it every time. But it was the first game that I ever got a hundred percent of the achievements on on Xbox. Oh, nice! <laughs> Never played it, it on Xbox. It's I mean, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night with a button that you can press to make it look like Castlevania of the Night or a slightly improved <laughs> Castlevania of the Night or Symphony of the Night. Yeah, but it's great. It's it's so great. It's it it's such a perfect game. Yeah. It's not my number one. Not my, my number, number one either, but okay. darn, darn no close. <laughs> I know your number one, Kobe, is not a Hollow Knight now, so I do know that for sure. No, it's <laughs> certainly not. Uh, what about you, Carrie? What is your number two? Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight's my number two. Yeah, it's my, my, my number five video game and my number two Metroidvania. I love Hollow Knight so much. We were talking about it earlier, so I'm not going to talk too much, but um, I was just going to say, like, that game is a game where, yeah, I got it. Shortly after it came out, bounced off it real fast and hard, came back a year later and got like the game of the I I upgraded, bought the DLC and stuff for it. I think after maybe I played it for a bit, I eventually 116 percent of it gave up at 116 percent. So the last uh, the last 
20% is beating these optional bosses in heaven, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, the penultimate, there's, I had two bosses left and I gave up on the next to last boss. I was like, all right, no, you know what? 116% is good enough. I've gone back and played it a bunch more. I got my son playing it. He loves it. I went back and played it again recently and I did the mistake. I put it down at around 90%. So I'm probably, I'm going to be mm-hmm. lost if I ever come back. I probably just, Probably just start over again. It's I just love like the, Dark Souls. You can't put. I at least I can't. Oh, put I can. Down I can Souls put down Dark Souls, but I, I hear you. It is. It's got. It borrows some stuff from Dark Souls, and it's uh, you know the uh, specifically the when you die, it drops your your stuff, and you have to go pick it back up. But it's like more like I'd say it's kind of like Bloodborne in that you you have to go hit something to get it back, right? Yeah. But it's not hard. Like it's it's the same thing. You got to there. You got like a floating specter of yourself. You've got to hit. But it's not hard. You just have to hit it a couple of times. Bam. You can even mm. use that to sequence break, which is awesome. You can use your little specter and oh, yeah. go jump off of his head to get to get up to high places before you get the double jump or whatever. So, yeah, it's just it's a it's an almost perfect game to me. Um, if I had any complaint about it, I actually have only one complaint is the only thing I don't like about it. Uh, two things. Number one is it is maybe a little too long. And That's then sure. number two, I don't like with the. Uh, the relics, the, the charms, I don't like that to see where you're at on the map, you have to take up a charm slot for that. Agreed. I wish that you could just see where you're at. That is a minor quibble, but it's very annoying. Similarly, the the one where you where Geo like vacuums up to you as you run over it, it would make the game a little more fun if those were just automatic rather than have to devote two relic slots to to those things. But not a major problem for such a great game. And and I guess it is a little hard to figure out how to get the Grim Troop to show up. I definitely had to look it up. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how you would figure that out on your own, honestly. I don't but even remember what to do. I didn't mess with you, them. you have to. You have to meet the their accordion player up in like the mountains after you've already been to that part. So you would have to be backtracking in the first place to find him. It's fine. Like I said, it's a it's it's my number two for a reason. It's like it's number five on just my top video games list that I made. So yeah, I love it. Metro okay. uh, Hollow Knight. And Kobe, what number is your number two? We already talked about it. Symphony of the... Or it's, uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night. Okay. Same as yours. All right. And then, <laughs> do you guys have any... Well, I guess we'll just do... I don't mention everything at the end after we finish. Uh, and then I'll I'll do my number one. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but I didn't. On purpose, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I awesome. love this yeah. game more than Symphony of the Night. Wow. I know. I that's don't understand insane. it. I, I think that's legitimate because it's just Symphony of the Night plus Aria of Sorrow plus more and so i get I just, that i fell in love with it i actually got it as a as a birthday present from my buddy uh mike hughes who used to be on the podcast quite often uh, he bought it for me one randomly he's like here you go and i'm like oh cool and I, and I started to play it and then i didn't really get into it and then we put i put it on the podcast like a year later so i'm like i need to play this and i fell in love with the game i almost 100 percent of the game like i just did everything i could i beat every boss but one i think no, I might even beat every boss that was in the that's in the game. Like I love that game so much, mm-hmm. and the food, the crafting, just everything. It it grabbed me in a way that I didn't expect, and I yeah, I have. It was a game where I woke up one time that couldn't sleep, and I had to go meet a boss because I just couldn't stop thinking <laughs> about the game. And that's yeah. not like me. Yeah. It's it's really good. It, it's number five on my list because I think it's got a little too much in it. It's a little. It can be a little bloated. It is long. It's yep. like too many items. The crafting can get the, a little. Yep much the, but it's the, still amazing the cooking and the crafting is what knocks it down for me too like there's too much like non video game stuff that i hate in video games uh, but uh, like the game itself is so good 
But like, if you have crafting in your game, I automatically like it less. <laughs> and see, I, I like all that stuff. I just, it, I feel like it's a little, it's too many things. I like crafting in other games. I like the crafting in that game. It's just, it's a, maybe it's a little too much for it to be on my number one. And it's a little, it's not streamlined enough for me, but it's still a great game. It's yeah. A good oh pick. no, it's, it's fantastic. It was, I mean, it, I, it was I my, it was it. my number five. So yeah. 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 It's my number two on my non Metroid Castlevania list actually behind Hollow Knight. So it's number two on mine too. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary, yeah. what is your number one? My number one is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is my third favorite video game after <laughs> Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. So, yeah, I love Castlevania. Like, I, I didn't talk about it as much as you talked about it because I wanted to mention it. Like, uh, that is um, a game I came too late. I got a PSP. I bought a PSP from Japan in 2017. And I the first game I bought for it was Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles. Played through Rondo of Blood and unlocked Symphony of the Night. And also the uh, the original Dracula X or Rondo of Blood. And then I played through Symphony Night on the PSP. So that's the first way I played through it. 180, 187% of it. Oh, wow. Without, without a guide or anything. And then I have gone back. I've since played through and beaten the game, including randomizers, probably at least 10 times. I, 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 I'll do a randomizer of it. I don't ever, I don't always finish my randomizers. Um, I usually will start them and I'll kind of like, you know, eventually go move on to something else before I yeah. quite finish it. But I do a randomizer of Cynthia and I probably every couple of months, I just sit down and make another randomizer and run through, uh, you know, run through it for a few hours. It's the first game when I started my Twitch, that was the game I played through on my Twitch uh, was I played through actually a randomizer of it and beat it on my Twitch. That was the first thing I did on Twitch, I think. Yeah. I think it was a randomizer. It might have been the original, but yeah, it's it's such a great game. Yeah, I don't I don't even I don't have much more to say that we didn't already say. It's just, yeah, Symphony it's, Symphony of the Night is in my top five video games of all time as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's 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 probably five, but it's it's up there. It's it's so good. And, and the reason I put it above Ritual or Aria of Sorrow or Dawn of Sorrow is those games have everything Symphony of the Night has plus a bunch more stuff, but Symphony of the Night just has the right amount. It's yep. just like it's a it's a kind of just a perfect it's an almost to me perfect game like there's not a single fight in it that's too hard it's like it's never hard enough to be frustrating yep but it's still hard enough to to give you a challenge uh, maybe it, it might be a little too easy maybe but i don't know i don't think it is um it has beautiful music beautiful sprite art that just like it's like that perfect time where we were you know just coming out of the 16-bit era and so and everyone was wanting you know Everyone was looking at the PlayStation as we got to push those polygons, push those polygons. And Konami said, no, we're going to use the PlayStation to make just beautiful sprite art. Yep. Beautiful did. sprite art in a, in a long game with like RPGs and so much secret stuff in it that the game doesn't tell you that you can fix like that. You can cast every spell in the game. You can cast from the beginning if you know them ahead of time, which makes, you know, playing through it another, you know, after you've beaten the game a lot of fun because you or you know or if you play with a guy <laughs> including like you know richter at the beginning when you're playing as richter has a full you know he has like seven special moves that he can do that are just you know combinate they're mostly fighting game combinations yeah and then you know there's so much stuff like how many seconds it takes you to kill dracula but also how much damage you take or don't take but also how many hearts you have left at the end of it change your starting stats and equipment and so there's like, I think there's like seven or six different configurations you can get uh, to kind of, you know, create a build. There's, you know, like a, a like hard luck build 
where you just get the Alucard set and become, you know, there's, you know, special like secret things like, you know, using a shield rod and, you know, and, and a certain shield and does certain, you know, becomes breaks the game. Actually, it's the way I, I beat the game yeah, the first okay. time was I just like beat Dracula in like seven seconds with that the first <laughs> time. Never have done that again. Randomizer is so much fun. It's so much fun to be playing a randomizer. And like I did a randomizer once where I was like an hour before I got a weapon to drop. So I was just punching everything. And the first weapon to drop was a fucking chrysogram. <laughs> and, and then it was like, all right, easy mode. Now I can, I can blow through this game. You get chrysogram and it is, it is, it just becomes a platforming game at that point. Mm-hmm. There's no combat no, to worry true. about. You just, you're just death. Besides Gallimoth, nothing will matter. Right. And, and, in, in, you know, with, is Gallimoth the one that does all the lightning damage? Yes. Yeah, and with him, you just get the barrel circlet, and he heals you with his lightning damage. So, boom, again, and and just so much fun stuff that how you would ever know? How would you ever know? Go into the tunnel from the right side as a wolf, and then exit as a bat, and that opens the tunnel on the bottom left that you can't even tell is a tunnel. Like things, you know, secrets like that that I don't know how anyone ever I figured I even out. That. Yeah, that's how you get the that's how you get the barrel circlet. Barrel circlet is behind Never that. Never gotten the barrel circlet then. Well, there you go. And the barrel circlet heals you from lightning damage, which then makes Gagamoth the joke. Not really a joke because he still does a ton of physical damage too, but just so much fun stuff. And yeah, and then the inverted, the, it, it invented, I mean, did they invent this? The, the, you get the ending and it's like actually not the real ending at all. And now you got to figure out what you did wrong. And there's a whole second game to do now for the real ending. So. Yeah. And so that's why I say, you know, I've never gotten better. I think 192% is the most I've ever managed to do. I know you, the only way to get 200% is you have to glitch through some walls with Sword Brothers, which 200. I've never. 200.6% is 200.6 yep. is the max. Yeah. And yep. I've never done that. I think 192 is where I've, I've capped it. 180. I typically always do 187. 187 is what you do without any glitches. Yeah. So um, I've never, never done any of the glitches, but 200.6, not worth it. Like it's a lot of hassle for no. very little reward. The only reason I did it was for the achievement on Xbox. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, again, like I, I, I pretty much, I, I, every time I beat it, I do 187%. One time I got the 182 by trying to do a little bit of glitching and I was like, ah, this isn't worth it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so many fun things like, you know, just the, I mean, I could talk about it all night, but I won't, but yeah, Castlevania <laughs> Symphony night, my number one Metroidvania, my number two, uh, my number three video game. So, okay, there we go. And what about you, Kobe? You know, my, my number one should come as no surprise. It is Super Metroid. Yeah. I have no objectivity towards this game. When I was a kid, my favorite Nintendo game was Metroid. And then I didn't have a Game Boy until later, so I didn't play two. So my next step was Super Metroid. And it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> it's... Uh, So, again, I have no objectivity towards this game. I have beaten it probably 70 times. It's it's one of those things. It's probably the the game that made me like the types of games that I like. Like if you ask me what my game like if if I want to play a game, I want to play a game where I am alone in an alien world where everything is trying to kill me. That's why I like souls. That's why I think returnal is so good. That's why, you know, every game that I play is like, if there's like co-op or whatever, I'm like, I don't really want to do this. I want to be alone in this horrible place (laughs) (laughs) where everything is trying to kill me. The shine sparks, the, the shine stuff is 
whatever at this point. Like I, I know that I had a problem with it when I was a kid, but I've done it so many times at this point. Now it's like, yeah, you you run and then you duck and you jump. Like what's uh, people are like, <laughs> Oh, the shine spark stuff is so hard. And I'm like, what? Like why you run and then you duck and you jump. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> But again, it's because I've done it so many times that it, you know, I'm sure it's a problem. I'm sure it's a problem. But <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that game has no flaws. It is my number two <laughs> game of all time behind Bloodborne. Oh, God, I need to go. Nice. I don't want to replay it ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm I replay. Game. I love Bloodborne. I replay Bloodborne <laughs> like literally all the time. Like <laughs> If I'm like, I don't know what I want to play. Oh, I guess I'm just gonna hop into Bloodborne for a little bit. Yeah, see, Blood, I can't. <laughs> Bloodborne is like Bloodborne's my like least favorite Souls game, which makes it one of my favorite video games. So, <laughs> I still love it. Still so, love it. Surprisingly, I, I'll definitely play it for the show. My least favorite Souls game is Dark Souls One. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that makes sense. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> just got played a lot, but but yeah, uh, Super Metroid. I kind of agree. I don't. I don't think there's any. It, I don't know what you could say negative about Super Metroid. I I, I, I like Metroid Dread more. <laughs> I like Metroid Dread more because it's just like a like Super Metroid, but then other stuff too. Yes, but and, Su- Super Metroid's and, awesome. Metroid yes, Dread and, would have been on my list had I remembered it existed at the time Metroid, I made this list. Metroid Dread does do a lot of like like quality of life improvements so i totally get people liking it better but like i said no objectivity like (laughs) super metroid is super metroid is perfect in my eyes and you can't convince me otherwise this the sprite work like there are some games from that era where i'm like where i'll like play it and look at it like earthworm gym is the same sort of way it's like (laughs) So I I can see that games can look and play like this. So why don't all games look and play like this? Like the sprite work, the, the environments, the, you know, the, the platforming is all so good that it's like, why are we playing these shitty 16 bit games? There's no reason for it. Like they can make them good. It's yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. All right. I have two honorable mentions just because I forgot they existed when I was making my list. So if you guys, and then we go on to the other list that you guys have. Uh, for my two, Dust and Allegiant Tale, I played it once on Xbox Live, and I remember loving it, but I yeah. haven't played it since. I I don't know where I didn't. It's been too long, so I couldn't Dust, really. I didn't want to rate it. Dust is great. Okay, it's, and Metroid yeah, Dread, I forgot it exists for some yeah. reason. I don't know how to be honest, but I completely forgot. <laughs> I love Metroid Dread when I played it. So yeah, that's my honorable stuff. And uh, Carrie, do you have a different list too? Yeah, maybe maybe rather I'll just say some of the other games that I didn't okay. talk about that are on my other list. Axiom Verge is awesome. I love Axiom Verge. Uh, it definitely feels like um, the first one. It, it's it looks very rough. It looks like a fan game, but it's it's got a lot of depth to it. It's very it's got a lot of like Metroid and mechanically. It's very Metroid at first, but then you start getting other. You get a lot more power ups, a lot more different abilities and stuff. You get like a glitch weapon that actually just like causes the game to glitch, like to get you through different areas. It causes like the level geometry to glitch out. Uh, Axiom Verge is great. And then Axiom Verge 2 is like they made one that's more Egovania than Metroid, but it's still and it's a lot of fun, too. I I haven't beaten that one. I beat Axiom Verge 100 percent of Axiom Verge. Haven't beaten Axiom Verge 2. Um, I I was enjoying it and I put it down and just didn't come back to it. So I didn't get back to it. That's a great game. Two um, has a very fully. interesting end. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what, but I've heard that it has an interesting ending. But Colby, you have a, a we can kind of ping pong back. I've got several, but 
Okay. Well, I was just, I, I just have one uh, honorable mention, and then I was going to bang, bang, bang out my oh, okay. other two lists. All right. What's your um, honorable my, mention? My honorable mention is control. The only reason <laughs> it's not on here is because uh, I was like, I don't know about putting a 3D game in here, but Control is probably my number three game of all time, three or four. It's, uh, I mean, it is up there. And every time I play it, I like it more. So yeah, Control. I really need to, I really need to play it. I bought it on the Epic Game Store and then got it for free on PS Plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I, I and I'd rather play it on PS5 just because PS5 is a lot more powerful than my PC. Yeah, uh, the, and I've heard that it looks really good on it too. The the PS Plus version is like the ultimate edition. Oh so it has yeah, the, that's right. It has the graphical update upgrades and all the DLC. The DLC oh, that's cool. Not as good as the base game, but I mean it's more control. So any any more control cool. that you can play. I have the platinum on on the ultimate edition. The only reason I don't have the platinum on regular control is because none of the bureau alerts ever popped in my original game. So I have two trophies that I don't have just because I never got a bureau alert in my original game. And I went back (laughs) is control based on what is the, the internet, the S the SC SCP. Yeah. It's ba- it's actually based on an SCP Foundation yep. story, right? Yeah, that's, so that's awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, there's like I love rubber rubber ducks and and like refrigerators and like at one point there's a sound that plays that's in that's one of these uh, objects of power and it's just that's in a cool. room and the sound is playing and it's it's soundproof. But if you go in, it does it. it it's amazing. Everything for, in that for, game. I is, put it for people that aren't aware, SCP uh, SCP Foundation <laughs> is kind of like a kind of like a crowdsourced internet X Files creepy pasta kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, but it's been big enough that they've made uh, books of it, like actual books you can buy that are anthologies of it. And yeah, I think there's been a couple of movies based on uh, some of them, and then Control is based on it. So. um yeah. So, yeah. well, okay. I'll just name a couple. I'll just like list off a couple. So, uh, Record of Lodos War, Delit and Wonder Labyrinth is a really great one. It's very Symphony of the Night uh, style. Uh, it's an Igavania. Um, it's very short. Uh, you can beat it in like about four hours, I'd say. If you like the Record of Lodos War OA, uh, OVAs from the 90s, uh, that's then, you know, it's awesome. It's continuing that story. I, 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 I'm only kind of, I was aware of them like in that I had like some, some, uh, amvs of them up from it <laughs> and i liked like the art style and stuff but i never really watched the ova so i don't i didn't know enough to really get anything out of the story with it um it has the cool like you know shifting color thing i mentioned with guacamole so that's a lot of fun a lot more a lot of spell casting stuff in it a lot uh, more uh and a lot of gear so it's a lot of fun and then ender lily's quietus of the nights is another one um it it has a it does this like uh chibi lolita baby doll aesthetic that i that is fucking repellent to me. But if you get over that, it's a really fun Metroidvania uh, with a lot of Dark Souls combat style to it and, and elements to it. Uh, it's a it's a real the story is actually really good. I like the story of it a lot. It's it's a uh, very challenging, but 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 doable. It's it's chal- It's not very challenging. It's it's hard. I'd say it's it's like Metroid Fusion difficulty. Okay. Uh, similarly, at least at the end, it, it kind of ramps up as you get like the final couple of um, areas are really hard, especially the boss. But I, but still, I mean, I beat it. I hundred percent of it. 
um, without too much problem. It's got a lot of build variety is a big thing in it because you're essentially, you're this little girl, like you're just like this defenseless little girl that, you know, as the, your character you jump around as, but you are like a, uh, a soul keeper. And so you like are basically, uh, you're finding all of these knights who died in this war. Everyone's died basically. And you're finding them and you're kind of rescuing their souls from damnation. And then their souls then become equipped to you. And you can have like three. So it's you're equipping souls, but then that becomes like how you attack. Like you don't have a sword. You're just a little girl standing there. So you have like the first soul you get like in the little starting area is like a knight with a sword. And so when you attack, he like this little like spectral like skeleton knight swings a sword, you know, and so on. And then, you know, double jump, you get like a soul that has wings unless you, you know, flutter. So it's it's a little one. It's a lot one. And then uh, Arkham Asylum. (laughs) <laughs> is you know 3D Metroidvania, but I'd say you know it counts as much as Metroid Prime. It's it's a <laughs> it's a great game. I personally prefer Arkham City because I like open world games a lot. Uh, I like the open world. For Batman, I want to be in an open world more. But Arkham Knight is uh, Arkham Asylum is a great game. Definitely Metroidvania um, with all the the stuff that goes with that. And then last last uh, two more I'd mention real fast. Monster Sanctuary is Metroidvania, but with Pokemon elements. So it's, a, it's basically like a Pokemon Metroidvania with turn-based combat, turn-based Pokemon-style combat. But you're, yeah, you're capturing animals, training them, leveling them up, and then all of the combat is turn-based RPG combat. But then it's the platforming, the exploration, movement-based ability gating, all that stuff. And then my last one is Time Spinner, which is just a great, very straightforward Metroidvania with a similar to how Guacamelee has the landed living land of the dead this has two different time frames you're jumping between so only you don't do them on the fly you do them at like special air but you're basically going back and forward in time over and over and over again throughout the game and so it has it's kind of like the and it, it, i guess another way to put it, it's like the double the the inverted castle of symphony of the night if if there were more places to teleport between it than the one and if it instead of being inverted it was just in the past but Okay. Or the future, I think. Actually, I think you start in the past and go to the future. I can't remember which way you go, but it's a great one, too. But that's it. All right. And, Colby, do you have a few things to mention still? Yes. You came here for top ten lists. I'm going to give uh-huh. you two more top ten lists <laughs> really, it. really quick because I have to leave in like ten minutes. My top ten no Metroid and no Castlevania Metroidvanias. Ten, Axiom Verge. Nine, Yoku's Island Express, which is like a pinball. Pinball mm-hmm. Metroidvania, yeah. It rules. It is. Um, it's Number awesome. eight, insanely twisted shadow planet where you're a little like spaceship. Number seven, guacamelee. Number six might be, uh, might not be a Metroidvania, but I see it on Metroidvania lists and it's V V V V V V V V. Oh yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good one. Amazing game. Amazing game. Number five, Momodora reverie under the moonlight, which, it, which reminded me of a side scrolling bloodborne type 16 bit Metroidvania. Ooh. It's great. Tauhau, Tauho, Lunar Nights. Yes. And then Carrion, number three, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, number two, Mummy Demastered, number one. And then my Metroids and Castlevanias, number 10, Samus Returns, number two, Metroid Prime, or number nine, Metroid Prime 2, eight, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, seven, Order of Ecclesia, six, Fusion, Five uh, zero mission six or four Ari of Sorrow three Dread two Symphony of the Night one Super Metroid. Nice, you're you're not your one through four on that is my one through four but in a different order <laughs> on the same <laughs> on the same list. Yeah, yeah, nice. 
Well, so, I'll refrain from doing my other top tens just for time's <laughs> sake, but it, they're very similar to yours. But I want to, I want to see like if you can send me that. What was that? That number three or four on your non-Metroids? It's like a Momodora Reverie under the Reverie under the Moonlight or some such. Momodora. I'm gonna have to <laughs> yeah. check that out. M O M O D O R A. I think it's on PlayStation Plus Extra right now. It's also on Steam. I can tell you that. <laughs> I have it on Steam. It's it's M-O-M-O. hard. <laughs> It's a hard one. I'm sure. Where and you play as like a nun and you have a leaf for your weapon. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Okay. Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. All right. Yeah, and yes. yeah, and one of the uh one of the bosses is a giant lady that you defeat by hitting her boobs a lot. <laughs> All right. And I am downloading that to my five <laughs> as we mentioned as you speak. Download queued. All right, awesome. It's great. And then, um, what was what was uh, Taha? I need to remember that one. I had that one on. I think that's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's on one of the services. Um, that one it it's 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 very interesting. That one's way. That one's like hard in the way that Guacamelee is hard. Like it has hard platforming challenges ah. that you have to do. But I really I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and it's part of like a long running series, but it's the first one that's a Metroidvania. Yeah, I think so. Right, and I think we should wrap this up. I know Kobe's got to run, and I have to run. <laughs> Kobe, where can people find you at? You can find me uh, on Instagram at Jack Billings Presents, um, and on TikTok at Jack Billings Presents, and uh, the podcasts are Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, which is a scripted uh, comedy podcast, and then This Bizarre Adventure, which is a JoJo watch podcast i'm watching it for the first time my co-host b is a super fan and we're just two unhinged leftists talking about how terrible everything is and also jojo's bizarre adventure which i think a lot of jojo fans uh can relate to this stuff that we're talking about so i would definitely recommend going to check that show out all right and carrie where we'll find you at hey i'm carousetta k-e-r-o-o-s-c-t-a i'm on twitch youtube discord instagram that's it no not on x uh but i deleted that deleted that shit yeah i stream video games mostly i also repair and modify video game consoles when my workshop is not 115 degrees which should be you know october so uh i'll be getting back to that i've got some mods sitting on the table hopefully they haven't melted but yeah just usually just hit stream on whatever i'm playing on my ps5 most of the time so don't talk a whole lot on there, but come. Uh, I'll talk to you if you come talk to me. That's it. Right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 500 other episodes of this podcast. You can find everything we've done on Podbean. Just type in search because on Spotify, everything else, it gets rid of some more episodes. So you can find everything on Podbean that we do. We do movies, comics, TV shows, top tens once in a great while. <laughs> All sorts of things. Just go through our giant catalog and see what you think. You never know. You might find something that you didn't even realize we did because that happened. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Free. You can follow her on TikTok. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for the little dog. You can vote in our Patreon poll. We have one every month. You can help affect how the show goes. So definitely go check that out. We have a Discord. You see the link in the show notes. Please join our Discord. And also want to shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check out his show too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, and on YouTube. Audio only, but follow us on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.